Uh, they're grateful for all that. Um, they're grateful for the support that that uh, we sent them, and they're grateful for your prayers. Um, for those of you who um, are not aware, or wasn't, for those of you who weren't here um, uh, to hear Robert's presentation a few weeks ago, uh, we were able, we were, we were in the position that we were able to help uh, the Haven Rock Church. Um, they're in need um, because Frank Davis is um, uh, quite ill right now. Um, he's been ill for quite a while. Um, uh, for for many years, he's had a parasite that's just been wreaking havoc on his body, and so he's had had he's had to step out of leadership um, in order to seek help and treatment, but also um, disability, um, and so. In fact, he hasn't um, been able to worship with the church there for about two months. Um, and so um, it's been very difficult for that church. Uh, uh, um, uh, you know, emotionally, it's been, it's been tough for them. And so um, it was great for us, for Claudette and I, to be able to go there and encourage them and um, spend time with them and um, and so the support that we gave them was to was to help with with was to help the church but also to help with um, uh, with Frank Davis um, with his salary during that process of disability right um, we're in a position right now where where I mean by the grace of God and by your generosity that we are um, we are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Self-supporting, uh, self-supporting church, which is amazing, right? Uh, you guys should be super happy about that. That is so awesome. And so, and so, um, you could you could tell there are a whole mess of things on my brain right now. Um, self-supporting church, and then and then so the support that we would normally receive from Nashville, uh, we went ahead and we were able to pass that on to um, uh, the church there in Birmingham. So they're super grateful for that. Um, and then they want to they wanna make sure that you, that you know that they're grateful. But uh, let's go ahead and start some good news sharing as well as some prayer requests. And, uh, and then we'll, we'll move forward with what we have going on tonight. So who can go ahead and post the good news on, um, on group me for us? You did that last time. Uh, Carol, awesome, awesome. All right, good news and prayer requests. Robert. Amen. Nice, nice, awesome, 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 awesome. That's great news. That's great news. And Ariel?
Amen. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Wow. Wow. Great. Great news. Great news. And let's see. Garvitas. That one. Yes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And Aaron and then Connor. Absolutely, absolutely. How's how's uh, your boss? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got it. Amen. Amen. Becky? 
Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Michelle? Amen. Absolutely. Um, John? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's a lot of metaphors. Um, a lot of people to pray for. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. And and remind everybody what your sister's name is again. Amen. Amen. Bridget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Anyone else? Anyone else? I got to tell you guys, I mean, even just listening to the prayer requests and and um and you know the encouragement uh, that you're sharing, Bridget, and and, uh, and and some of the and the good news and you know one of the things let's let's actually turn our Bibles to Acts two forty two and uh, this was this was the basis of my message in uh, in Birmingham. It's funny because um, when before I went there. Uh, uh, Sean Colosimo, he is on in a leadership group there in Birmingham. Uh, he had told me a few weeks ago. I said, "Bro, what, what, what do you need me to speak about?" He's like, "Bro, let the Holy Spirit lead you." And I'm like, 
all right, bro. <laughs> I was like, amen, right? And, um, and then he called me like a week before, and he said, as a matter of fact, we were trying to do like a, a start a series on, on um, the Holy Spirit and Acts 2.42. And I was just like, whoa. I was like, that's right up my alley, bro. And so um, he wanted me to talk about fellowship. And in Acts 2.42, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And so the week before, um, Brian, one of the other guys there in the leadership group, spoke about the apostles' teaching and spoke about the, 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 our devotion to the scriptures, right? And, um, and it, the, the, the verse goes on, and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer, full stop, right? And uh, and so I spoke on the fellowship, right? And I think fellowship was one of the things I feel that we do well. Now, what I what I what I mentioned or talked about on Sunday is not necessarily fellowship. How many churches define fellowship? And I think many churches define fellowship as we're hanging out and we're spending time together, right? We are, we're, we're going to McDonald's and we're fellowshipping. Whoa! I know you were, I know you were trying to sneak in. I'm sorry. We're in our good news portion, so sorry about that. That's the welcome that you get out there. <laughs> but um <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. No, but um yeah, so so normally normally when we talk about fellowship in many churches, right? They say, "Oh, we're going to go hang out, we're going to go spend time together and we're going to we're going to fellowship." But one of the things I wanted to draw everyone's attention to was as this is the way this is written, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, right? To the to and to the fellowship, comma, breaking of bread and prayer. Now it didn't say the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and to prayer. It said and to fellowship, comma breaking of bread and prayer. So therefore, as we read this, we see that fellowship in its essence is breaking of bread and prayer. And then as we go on in this passage and we look at it, it says everyone was filled. Now it's starting to even describe even more what this fellowship is. It says everyone was filled with awe. At the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles, all the believers were together and had everything in common. So the fellowship had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. The fellowship did. That's what the fellowship was about. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread. Here's the breaking bread again. Right? They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. That was the fellowship. That's what the fellowship is about. Because before it talked about 3,000 were added to their number 
that day, right? So you can't really do that with 3,000 people. You have to break it up into smaller groups in order to have what? That fellowship, that intimate fellowship where you're getting together, you're breaking bread, and you're praying together, where you're meeting the needs together, where you're loving each other together, where you're serving people in your home, and you're saying, man, like, like Bridget just shared, they take, take care of me. They love me. I love them. Right? That's a fellowship. Right? And so, and, and, I, and I bring this up because, guys, this is something I feel like we do well. And I feel that God, as long as we continue to do that well, God will bless this church. He will continue to bless this church. As, and we, when we excel at this, God will bless this church. Because again, and I've said this a number of times, if we go on, every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. That's the fellowship, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people together in the fellowship. And what did God do as a result? Because he was so happy with their fellowship. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Fellowship, y'all, is so important. But the key is doing it right. We can't just say, oh, we're fellowshipping, and what we do is we go out there and we say, oh, your fellowship is just hanging out. Let's go get some pizza and fellowship. No. Like sitting down and having pizza and, and, and drinking tea or whatever, that's not fellowship as is described here. The breaking of bread is talking about here. It has a significance. It's not just watching football and calling me fellowship. That's hanging out, which is important too, spending time together. But fellowship is so significant and so important. And I think we have to look at this devotion to fellowship in a different way and continue to excel at it and watch God continue to move in our church. Because I'll tell you something. There are not many churches with 61 disciples that can be self-supporting. Not many. That is not a common occurrence. It's not very common. And it's, and it's not common to have a church of 61 disciples doing as well as we are. Not talking only about financially, but I'm talking about spiritually, right? It's not common. It's quite uncommon, to be very honest with you, right? It's not common that a church with 61 disciples can turn around and say, we are going to support a church, however short-term that may be, right? It's not common. But God is blessing. You hear all the prayer requests today? I'll also tell you that when God blesses, it can be a little bit uncomfortable too because there is spiritual war going on and someone is unhappy. Part of that is unhappy. So stay in your Bibles, pray, and know that we do come out on the winning side. 
And so um, didn't expect to say all that, but I just thought that um, it was encouraging and needed. We do have a few announcements. Um, so I feel like the foyer, that's a foyer, right? Foyer? 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 What do you think? Okay. John says foyer. So the foyer and, and the hallway, everything that was painted looks awesome. But there's still some work left to be done, right? And so I think, um, so uh, Claudette had put out um, an announcement before about needing some more help for painting. Guys, let's, let's, let's get this done. Let's, let's, um, let's, uh, Let's get the, the rest of this done. Now, what is needed? Amen. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. And and when is that again? 11th and the 12th. Awesome. 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 And Erin, uh, you have an announcement?
<laughs> got the Kirkland shirt on. Awesome, 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 awesome. Good stuff, good stuff. Okay, um, and at this point, uh, Nathan is going to come up and walk us through Sunday's message. All right. Um, okay, so yeah, gospel, gospel week 10, uh, we closed it out. We went through Matthew 13, uh, we, we entered with Revelation 21, then we went through Matthew 13, and then we ended with Matthew, or Revelation 21. Uh, does anyone have any thoughts or anything that stuck with them or questions or concerns or onomatopoeia or songs? Huh? Ono. Oh, that's, that's a cool little plan works. Okay, if not, I can start with a question. What is the kingdom of heaven in your own words? Yeah, I don't know. Peace. Nice. Why do you describe it as peace? I appreciate you sharing. Tom? No more entropy. No more entropy. Yeah. Mm hmm So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, tree of life and the other tree. That yeah, the other tree. Yes. I forgot the other tree. Um yeah. So I said kingdom of heaven uh because that's what Matthew uses to say kingdom of God. Uh I didn't mean necessarily heaven heaven. I meant like the kingdom, like how we say, hey, I love being in the kingdom. Uh, so what would you call that in your own words? How would you describe the kingdom of God that we live in currently in your own words? Yeah, Aaron? love that. I love thinking about um, like worldwide, just kind of like a worldwide view and just thinking about a bunch of little Holy Spirits just walking around in people all around the world and like having that in common with, uh, I don't know how many people, but um, just having that in common with uh, so many people and even having a community with that in common, you know, like just the common spirit. Uh, I really love that. Yeah, J.D.? Can you expound? Yeah. Okay.
Kind of goes with the now and later thing that JD said. Uh, Tom. Um, I heard a in how do I even say it an interpretation of heaven and hell that it's not that God I don't want to I'm not gonna say it um, but yeah you you go where you want to go um, like hell is the absence of God right that's what makes hell hell it's not the temperature, it's the absence of God. And so living on earth in the absence of God, especially by choice, if you're going to hell, then it's, you're, you were already living in that way. Um, so it's not like you're, you're like, oh, dang, uh, you were a weed all along, kind of how the parable said. Speaking of the, that parable, um, how do y'all feel about the, the parable of the weeds? Do we remember it? We need to read it again. I like how, oh, yeah, Harry?
The funny thing about weeds is you don't, you don't have to water weeds to make them grow. They just grow. You don't have to fertilize them. You don't have to take care of them. They don't need sun. They don't need, they just, they're like parasites, I guess. Um, but yeah, a lot, of the, a lot of the parables in Matthew 13, Jesus seemed to be warning us that there's going to be the kingdom of heaven, and that's a really great thing, but there's also going to be evil. All around, there's going to be corruption. There's going to be people who don't seem uh, as they are, and so with us learning that, and I guess with, with us getting that from the parable, um, and we know that from real life too. We know that there's just craziness out there. How do you manage uh, when you're forced to go outside of your safe Christian bubble? How do you manage? to keep your sanity and keep your faith in a world of so much corruption, so much sin? Like, what are your best practices? I want to learn from y'all. Grounded? That's a good one. It goes with the plant. It goes with the plant metaphor, too, being grounded. Yeah. Being grounded in the word, yeah. Rooted.
Tom? So my soul record, I guess, the one
Becky? Yeah, great. Uh, with the um, ruthless elimination of hurry, um, the seed that fell on the thorny ground is definitely more common than we probably think. It's probably most of us. Uh, it says, the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. Um, yeah, I heard one quote. It's from the same book. Uh, if the devil can't make you sin, he'll just make you busy. I think it was something like that. And uh, yeah, when you make a Christian too busy, you make a Christian burn out, then you don't have to tempt them to sin. They just uh, follow the. <laughs> so um, that's cool. I didn't know that Maranatha was in, or the Come Lord Jesus was in uh, the last verse of the Bible. Uh, so I have one more scripture that I'll read. Uh, Colossians 2, verse 6. We're talking about weeds, and we're talking about seeds, and we're talking about wheat. Um, we're talking about you, and you're talking about me. Uh, so we're going to, this is kind of in that same theme. Colossians 2, verse 6, it says, So then, just as you received Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. So uh, kind of how John said, like the way we live in this world full of weeds and thorns and stuff, stay rooted, stay rooted and built up in him. Um, but yeah, thanks. And I guess we are dismissed, right?
Well, yeah, we're dismissed.